You're listening to a special session of the Always On and STVP Summit at Stanford University, brought to you by the Stanford Technology Ventures Program. For more podcasts and video clips, visit ecorner.stanford.edu. It's the uh, called Breakout Music Artists Go Entrepreneurial. The moderator is none other than Quincy Jones III. Let's welcome him to campus. I'd like to start off by thanking uh, Tony and Always On for having us. It's always a pleasure. And um, I'd like to thank you guys for being here. And last but not least, thank these amazing panelists for taking the time to be here with us today. So give them one more round of applause, please. And today we're going to talk um, a little bit about how the internet has changed, how these guys operate within the music industry and things of that nature. And um, I'd like to start off by having each panelist um, give a little bit more background about yourself and what got you interested in, in the internet in the first place. Start here? Yeah, start there. We can work this way. Hello, everybody. Uh, Mr. Fat, Bay Area artist. Um, so, you know, this is background. <laughs> um, for one, I just want to thank everyone for even allowing me to be here. Thank you, Cutie. Um, especially be amongst the panelists with these guys right here. And um, we're just here, man, just... Letting you guys pick our brains for a second and, uh, and, and see our visions and our views on where the music game is going aligned with technology and the advancement of it. And um, we're here. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, MC Hammer, uh, Oakland, Bay Area. <laughs> My initial uh, involvement with uh, the Internet came in real early in the game, back in uh, about 94, purely ego-driven. I wanted to know why I couldn't see my videos on the internet. And so that led me over to SGI, and I went, you know, went over to Silicon Graphics, and they gave me some information. Went over to Apple, he's a young man writing the code, he's about 14 years old, writing the code for QuickTime. So he explained to me that he was trying to help with the compression technology to be able to see the, the videos over the internet. And uh, from that day forward, I had a passion for understanding how video uh, would be consumed over the Internet. And it, it kind of gave me a head start with also uh, beginning to plan on how to monetize it as well and look at ways of monetizing it uh, mm -hmm. going forward. But that's how my initial passion uh, for the Internet uh, started. Good thing. MC Hammer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, chameleonaire, hip-hop artist, Universal Records. Um, most people know me from Riding Dirty, you know what I mean? Which is like, to date, the biggest selling ringtone record of all times. And uh, I think when that record came out, I didn't really... Thank you, thank you. Um, when that record came out, it did, the numbers were flying so big digitally, you know what I'm saying? And the, the checks that I was getting from the label wasn't really about record sales, it was about digital sales. And I didn't understand why it was going so big, but I started to think, about, think back about all the work that I did previously before I ever signed a deal with Universal. I was doing so much stuff online with websites and stuff that I had like 3.5 million hits on my website before I ever signed a deal with Universal. A lot of this type of stuff made them pay attention to me. And then when I looked and seen the record was going so far, to this day, somebody would tell you, like, you know, Soldier Boy has this record, uh, you know, everybody knows the Soldier Boy record. To this day, I would think that that record... I was telling people, like, that record's going to beat my record. And if you ask somebody, the biggest selling ringtone of all time is Riding Dirty. And I don't know why it went that far, but I think all the work that I did previously before my deal was kind of what did it to where my fans were trained to be able to get stuff digitally. So, you know, that's why I'm here. Good thing. My name is Quincy Jones III, also known as QD3 in the hip-hop arena. And um, I started out as a music producer and worked in that arena for about 20 years, um, did a a lot of hit singles for Tupac Shakur, LL Cool J, um, Ice Cube, Queen Latifah, and a few others. And um, also did a lot of film and television scoring. Um, I did Menace Society and Fresh Prince. And then in about 2001, um, I launched a company called QD3 Entertainment, which is the leading producer, aggregator, and distributor of high-quality urban video content. 
And um, we're pretty much number one at retail in the urban DVD niche. And um, we're looking to take our company all digital at our earliest opportunity. And, um, so, and I've been a tech geek my entire life. So uh, my original reason for wanting to get into music production was to be around all the buttons and the computers and that sort of thing. So that's my personal interest in the space. So I um, wanted to start with um, by asking you guys, given how disruptive the internet has been to the music industry, particularly to the labels, um, how do you guys as artists feel about the internet? And, and are you guys embracing it? Is, does it still feel like a threat in any way? Is it working for or against you? Oh, all right, we're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually loving it. Yeah. Regardless, sometimes you have to take the bitter with the sweet. But the sweet is the ability for someone to go to the internet right now, put a song on, blast it out, and you can have someone in Siberia listening to it right now and, and commenting back saying, yo, we love this song. Like, you know, and they'll put it in their language first and then, then in English, you know, right. um, the, the, the internet is crazy and you have to have, you have to love the ability to be able to spread things faster than forest fires. Not even Smokey the Bear can put it out, you know. <laughs> Once you do that, man, so it's a beautiful thing, and I'm enjoying it, you know. Uh, regardless, like I say, you take the bitter with the sweet. So you're for it? I'm for it. Okay. Well, um, I agree 100%. What is done, what, what technology has done is rewritten uh, the business model uh, for the music industry, and uh, fortunately and unfortunately for the artists uh, is that... Uh, the labels will begin to make deals that in any other arena would be considered collusion uh, because they're making deals for rights that they don't currently have, uh, you know, with, with uh, redistribution of artists, material over the internet, the downloading, licensing, a lot of issues, very convoluted issues. But outside of those issues, this is the greatest time in the history of the music business to be in the business. The, the, the commodity of music is at an all-time high. If you look at some of the, the greatest business models or the most successful business models out there, there's music involved in every one of them. If you take music away from MySpace, what do you have? You take music away from YouTube, what do you have? Uh, music is hot. The only, uh, you know, when they say is hip-hop dead or is the music industry dead, it's only dead if you're only looking to monetize the archaic format called a CD. Hmm. If you're only trying to monetize it from a CD, it's in bad shape. But if you're looking to make money and build community around, and, uh, around the commodity of music, it's on fire. It's like the Gold Rush days. It's, so it's a great time to be an artist, the, one of the best ever in the history of the business. So you're for it as well? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I have my four and against days, you know, sometimes when, I, when I'm thinking creatively, you know what I mean, I start to look at somebody who I know just went in there playing around and just did something real quick and it just blew up on the internet. Like nowadays I look on YouTube and see some of the craziest things with the most hits ever. And I will be looking at it like I cannot believe people are paying attention to this when there's this guy over here who's in the studio crafting his art and putting all his blood, sweat, and tears into this record. And meanwhile, this guy that's not even a rapper just goes and does something and it just ends up being the biggest thing. So during those times, I kind of be like, wow. But I am for it. I, it'd be crazy for me to be against it because I actually had everything I got before I ever got a royalty check. It was like, you know, I was getting checks for ringtones and stuff like that. So, you know. I can't be mad at that. It fueled my whole thing, you know what I mean? And then I think nowadays with, like, it kind of is a back and forth thing where people kind of take the internet, I don't know how to explain this, it's kind of like, I'll see somebody and I'll be like, man, why are you doing it big? Why are you the best artist? And he'll be like, man, I got like 100 hits on MySpace, sir. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, I remember when people used to physically take product right. and put it in yeah. the stores. And I used to drive in an excursion from Houston to Cleveland to sell 200 CDs to a store and, on consignment and have to come back and get my money. Right. And right. Right. you know what I mean? And right. now there's somebody who's just like sitting at home and he's better at clicking a mouse pad than the next man and he's just doing all this stuff digitally and it's so easy to kind of like, you don't know who's real. 
Like before, right. when somebody had a movement, you would be able to tell. Now everybody would tell you they're the biggest guy, but it's because the internet gives everybody a voice. Everybody's a blogger now. Like fans, they never used to be so critical of music. You used to sit back and appreciate it more because you know right. we're right. the fans right. Right. and they're the artists. Now right. everybody's an artist. Everybody's a, everybody's a blogger, and that kind of like kind of messes it up for me a little bit, but <laughs> but for the most part, it's good, and you know, it's a lot of money being made. I'm seeing people now that are like, you know, coming up at 14 years old, making millions, and you know, feeding so many people, their families, you know, you can't be mad at that type of stuff, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. So because the internet essentially offers um, artists free distribution and free marketing, um, is it easy for an artist today to make it without a major label? And if so, like what tools are they using to monetize and promote their, their records? It's definitely easier for artists. Like um, to reiterate what, what Cam said, it's, it's crazy because, like he said, you can take an artist. You, we can make an artist right now. We can grab anybody out of here. We go, you know, go see the jeweler. Get a nice, you know, let's go get a laptop piece or something. You know, put a laptop on your chain. Uh, you know, get them out, you know, you tell them that's, that's NCCPU. And, uh, and you know, we, we get someone else in here who's a, who's, a, who's a crazy tech vet, blow up his MySpace page, get him a Facebook, because you know you got to go for the grown and sexy, uh, and, and, and blow it and, and blog it, blog it, blog it out and raise the awareness. Um, and so it's, it's very... The, the task is less difficult because you don't have to go so far out and branch so far out to raise the awareness anymore. Right. Like you say, the, I mean, I don't know if many of you are familiar with the distance between Houston and Cleveland. That's a long ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, a, and a, that's a long ways. On a plane, that's a long ways. Yeah. So, um, so just that, that time, that travel of distance, the time that you spend in distance and, and things like that, you no longer have to do that. You know, the world is at your fingertips. And so um, it, it, it's very much so easier now than, let's say, when he, this guy painted the face of music. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. You got to think. The way he was marketing then, to use him in as, in as an example, because he's, you know, a hometown hero, plus my first name is Stanley, too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this dude, this guy had a cartoon on ABC right after Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> so, you know, that marketing, that marketing was crazy, man. And I mean, you just don't see that anymore. But nowadays, it's easier to do so because, like we say, it's all, us four right here can put an album out produced by you, by you. presented by him, <laughs> me and this guy rapping, him rapping, and they're going to blow it up. So Even if it sells 100 copies, right it's going to be the biggest news in the world. He said, let's do it. <laughs> I'm with it. We got anybody out there going to make us a MySpace page? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be MCPU, though. <laughs> you already got the chain. You know? right. <laughs> no. Well, I, I just think that uh, all, all things considered, this is uh, empowering. And uh, the biggest fear... Uh, if I were a distributor, if I were actually a major label, the biggest fear is at the end of these current contracts that artists have, especially uh, an artist with a brand, and you're beginning to see that with some of the deals that uh, people are trying to figure out, how does uh, Madonna Inc. a $100 million deal you know, in this marketplace when they'll say, but CD sales are down. But CDs is the last place, again, that they're looking to monetize. They're talking about you know, all the other places that the brand of Madonna generates uh, revenues and you use the music in or the CD as a promotional tool to fill up the stadiums, to sell the T-shirts, to, uh, to create communities that generate revenues, that, that, that generates the traffic. Uh, and those deals will, in the, in the long run, pay for themselves. By the way, those deals are stretched out over, you know, 10 years. years. And a lot of them you know, you don't get the real number. You get the hyped up, you get the hip-hop number. Which, <laughs> which, which the hip-hop model is, we always say it's a little bigger than it is. <laughs> That's just part of the game. We got to say it's a little bigger than it is because people are affiliate and associate with a winner. So that's just marketing one-on-one. So 
If I got six million hits on MySpace, I'm going to tell you, I got about 10 million hits. 10 million hits. 10 million. I got about 10 million hits, so you better come on and get with it. But somebody is going to be smart enough to say, but what's the conversion rate? I mean, (laughs) 10 million hits, 1,000 CDs sold. So there is a business model somewhere in there, but as an artist, we're on the wrong side of that model, and we got to learn to get on the other side. So as these current contracts come to an end Hmm. and artists uh, begin to build the real business around themselves, the whole business around themselves, They'll see how much money they can actually generate, be in control of their brand, be in control of the content, and cut deals with a lot of these great companies uh, that are here in the Valley that can uh, actually make sure that the artists stay paid. Mm. Because you can't give away everything. Mm. can't give away all of it. Real talk. I think, uh, you know, I go into a lot of major labels, and I see, you know, a lot of big execs. These are the big powerhouses, the big powerful people, and they'll be in there scratching their heads, like really not what's... Go- not knowing what's going on. And it's crazy because nowadays it just seems like some of the youngest people are the smartest. Like they're the quickest to everything that's cool. You know what I mean? Like I would be talking to my little niece and she'll be telling me about stuff. Like the other day I was walking in home, you know, coming from on the road and I'm walking past the computer and I got a little stepbrother staying with me and I'm walking past the computer. I hear him talking to somebody and I back up and I see somebody looking at me. I'm like, man, is somebody looking at me on that computer? He's like, yeah, I chat. And he's telling me about this iChat chat thing. And I'm like, you know, it, it just kind of like, I cannot believe technology. He's looking at a guy, this guy has a turban on his head. He's, I don't know if he's in India, and he's looking at him live on the thing, talking to him. And I was like, man, don't turn. I don't want people looking all in my crib like that. Take <laughs> That's kind of how I felt, but I was like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, I could have been walking by in my underwear or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that just shows you how technology has taken it so far. And some of the youngest people know about it before I have to kind of sit there and they'll tutor me through so much stuff. And it's like, you kind of got to humble yourself down to kind of listen to people that are more into it than you. Like, right. I didn't understand the, 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 the fascination with Twitter, you know? Uh-huh. People in here that mess with Twitter. I, I, I just, I didn't get it. And I was looking like, you know, I take the time to try to figure it out, but maybe I'm just not gonna figure it out. Maybe I'm from just a different world. And I'm young, but I'm like a old head in the mind, you know what I mean? So I, people are sitting there and they're putting just a little bitty comment saying, you know, I'm eating ice cream, I'm on, on the way out the door. And I'm like, I didn't see why it was interesting, but now it just shows you it's just a different time. Right. And everybody's trying to figure out a way to get to whatever's hot, whatever's new, and especially when it comes to labels, they're trying to find out a way to just make some money off of it because everything is free. People can go get on Ning and get a free site that looks just like 50 Cent site. Yep. Hmm. And this is a 15-year-old kid. Literally. Yeah, and it's like, wow, when music starts being, like, I remember when Napster first came, everybody hmm. was really scared. Hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's like... We don't even think about that no more. Music is just everywhere. I just hopefully promote my album date on the end of it and just <laughs> you know, maybe they'll go buy it, you know? So, yep. you know, it's just a different time. And, you know, we just got to find a way to kind of make whatever is working work for you, basically. Right. You know? yep. uh, Cutie, I like to just comment on, on the Twitter. Um, and I have no advisors here, just so y'all know, <laughs> full disclosure. But uh, the, 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 the Twitter uh, is, is, is a very important tool uh, for not only for myself and Chameleonaire uh, FAB, but what it does is allow us to control our fan base. So when you do get ready to put that album out and you have, you know, 20,000, 30,000 followers on Twitter, you're going to put the date in there. It's hitting the stores right now. You didn't pay anything. You didn't have to go on the radio and pay all that radio time, the air time, the marketing costs. So you cut your marketing costs uh down to zero uh, with your Twitter followers. So um, I would recommend that every artist, um, you know, whether it's friend feed, Twitter, whatever it is, um, that microblogging you embrace because, again, it's another tool for you to enhance uh, your business and, you know, the business of music that you're in. And there's a, there's a whole lot of uh, ancillary businesses that are plugged into the Twitter platform that also is great, you know, it's great for, for artists. So it'll, it'll be a great, a great tool for you in, in, the long, in the short run and long run. Okay, good stuff. And the next question is, um, given that basically somebody in their living room in Alabama or even a superstar have access to the same tools on, online that are basically free, um, how do you promote yourself and sort of push through the clutter that's on the web, given that there's so many people out there trying to, you know, put up videos and, 
get people to listen to their songs. How do you push through that? Do you guys have any special techniques or are there any certain online tools that you're using that work better than others to sort of push yourself through the crowd? Or is it just about good music? You've got to have some friends that love to sit in front of a computer all day. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I mean, everybody has that friend who does nothing. Like, he doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, does, he does nothing. <laughs> he's just... But, he, but he's a genius. Right. And, and, and contrary to how, what that, how that may sound, this guy is actually a real certified genius. IQ level out of this roof. Right. But he does nothing like a regular human. He's like, right. he's a computer alien. And, you know, he'll, he'll sit down and for him to be a part of something, you know, to be a part of the bigger picture in his eyes is, is, is bigger than actually being there. Right. You know, um, for him to say he played a, a part in expanding something and, um, and, and broadening one's horizon mm -hmm. is, in his eyes, is just as, as he did it himself. So what is he doing? In he's just he's sitting up, he's blogging all day for you, right. he's sending out email blasts, he's, you know, he's working whatever pages you have going, you know, whether it's Twitter, whether it's it, your MySpace, whether it's your Facebook, um, whatever it is, he, he sits in front of, and he, he, he blogs. And some of these people, some, of these, some companies are now hiring people just to do that. Right. Like, um, like Big Brother said, it's actually cutting the marketing costs. If we can spend less and make more, everybody wants to do that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go buy seven, eight gallons of soda when I can go buy three packs of Kool-Aid. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. And, it, and it's just the, the, the mental ability and the know-how. Now, does, back in the day, you know, basically promoting your records, it was all about street promotion. People would walk That's around it. the streets with signs and flyers. Is the internet more effective than that because it's, it's global or is it? In, in my mind frame and in my level of thinking and what's worked for me yep. personally, I feel that hand-to-hand -hand is, there's nothing better than that. Right. Because as an artist, you learn to value the respect of a handshake. And what's a handshake to us, to someone else, is a lifetime memory. Right. Like, I, I remember nine years old, too legit to quit video performance at Berkeley High. And, and I was like, oh my God, that go hammer. That go hammer. And he came to the stage and he shook my hand. Like, and I'll always remember that for the rest of my life. Like, forever. For the rest of, for the rest of, like, y'all gotta realize, hammer, and where we're from, hammer, like, hammer to Oakland is like Bill Gates to the computer world. Like, everybody, like, this is how big it was. Not trying to blow smoke up, but I'm from, I'm from Oakland, California. He said, nah, thank you. I'm from Oakland, California, so our vision of this guy, cartoons, movies, Taco Bell, Pepsi. <laughs> like, come on, like, this was, the, he was a, a, still to this day, a real superstar. Right. So we never got a chance to see that, so, you know. And he broke the 10 million point. No yeah. more, real, yeah, real yeah. talk. Back no when records used to sell. Uh -huh. But back to the point, the hand-to-hand -hand is always, you know, okay. it, it, it means more. Okay. You will get an email blast and, well, all right, whatever. But if I call you, hey, yeah, what's up, wait, it's fat, wait, come to the party tonight. It's fat. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> you know, for real. Good thing. You want to touch on that one? Well, I don't want to, I, I'm not going to say anything contrary. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, what, what I'll say is that uh, analytics is what I'll say. So w w analytics at the end of the day is, is, is going to be the, the end game. And, you know, behavioral targeting, being able to see where our fans are going analyze what they're doing so 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 if FAB gives me a song and says big brother work on this for me on the marketing I'm gonna I'm put it out there and then I'm gonna pull back all the analytics and tell them exactly not we're not gonna speculate we're not going to you know uh, use the old model of somebody lying to us and taking our money and saying you hot when we not <laughs> uh, we're not gonna come in town and have an expectation of a certain amount of concert tickets selling because somebody sold us a bill of goods they playing our records in between 1 a.m. and 4 in the morning and giving us all those overnight spins when everybody is asleep you're not gonna be able to do any of that with these analytics so we'll be able to target and know exactly what's going on and put our money 
our marketing dollars and promoting dollars in the right places. And that's where, you know, all of this is leading to. So at the end of the day, I, I have to go with the digital strategy just because it takes away uh, the hype men, the middlemen, layers and layers of middlemen who serve us no purpose other than to take our money, hmm. uh, other than to lie to us. And at the end of the day, they're leaving very little for the artists. The, these are fabulous, fabulous <laughs> artists, creative gentlemen, and everybody's getting paid at the end of the day, a bigger slice of the pie than the men and women who create the music. Hmm. And uh, my job is to disseminate the information back to them and help them to, to be able to have uh, a nice piece of the pie other than, you know, 20 cents being paid back to the label and them seeing six cents or four cents. So all that's going to change because of, the, of, of this valley and, and technology and, and uh, enabling solutions is going to change all this okay. at the end of the day. Um, with the internet thing, I'm one of those people that, I'm one of those type of people that will look at a person arguing on this side, a person arguing on this side, and try to figure out why they're arguing, you know what I'm saying, so we can find some kind of resolution. And right now, hip-hop is in a place where it's the biggest art form, everybody's consuming it, but you got these labels that are spending all these millions and millions of dollars to promote this artist. It's coming back and not selling nothing. Hmm. And you got this artist who's going out and he's making all this money doing shows. He's buying this ridiculous looking chain and this big car with these spinning rims. And they're looking at it and they're trying to find a way to get as much money as they can from the artist that's going out and they're promoting. So now they're changing the mold to basically to where now it's a new business model. Before, we used to let you keep your shows. Before, we used to let you keep, you know, part of your ringtones and digital. Now we want a piece of everything. They got this new deal called the 360, and now they're almost trying to make it mandatory to a person that's trying to sign a new deal to where you basically got to give us a piece of everything that is you. Merchandise. If your name is, right. your name is Chameleonaire, you have to give us a complete piece. Right. And some people were able to get in before this change happened. Like, I was one of those people, and I will study the industry and kind of see how to make money off of it because I'm not one of those people that like to be around people and always bragging about how much money I got and then really have zero in the bank. It'll, it'll make me feel bad like knowing that I'm lying and I got to go home and have nothing. Hmm. So now with this tech world, I'm looking at all this stuff that's going on. It's big. It's like, you know, Hammer's doing this thing. He's got Dance Jam and just everything's going on. It's like I'm trying to find a way for people like me, young people like us that's in the game to, to actually not just somebody tell us, not somebody do it for us, for us to actually communicate with some of these people and actually understand. Hmm. It's like I used to have an artist, and he would always come to me and be like, what does my contract say? And I was like, you need to read the contract and so you'll physically know what the contract says. And a lot of rappers, we all talk this money talk and you know, how to be successful, but people physically, they could come in here, and you could talk to them and tell them, what to say, a widget, and they probably wouldn't understand what a widget is. And to me, that's kind of alarming, considering how big you know, the digital world is right now. Like, everybody should know this. This is really the new hustle. Everything's going digital right now, and I feel like that's why so many people in this room are real, real important to a hip-hop artist, but then also a hip-hop artist is important to y'all because they got the voice that is speaking to your daughters, your, you know, your sons, and, right. you know, they speak our language. So I think it, 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 this is a step, you know? He's probably been coming to these meetings for a long time, yeah. and people, you know, you never really see no hip-hop artists. Right. And now it's kind of like starting to get where people are starting to understand a little bit now. Yeah. Well said. That's big. Well said. And, and um, no, I agree that, that this is definitely the new frontier, especially for urban, because, you know, when uh, you put the turntable in front of hip-hop culture, they, they scratch with it. You know, you give them a keyboard and they'll find a way to flip everything. So I think a lot of innovation is going to come from the urban community in terms of the Internet. And uh, to that point, um, I'd love to hear from you guys. I know you guys are all doing something on the web, whether it's sites or, you know, full web companies. Um, I'd love to hear what each of you guys are up to and what your end goals are with it and what your approach is. Hammer, you got to show me how to have my cartoon. I need <laughs> I'll just, you know, we need to make a cartoon right now. <laughs> nah, uh, as, as far as um, we, I do a thing um, with Ustream. A lot of people familiar with that? Ustream. Um, and, like, what I do is I would go put the camera little thing in the studio to where I let fans get a chance and I blast it off like my MySpace page and I let the fans get a chance to see me actually work. Like I'll go in there and like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 
send me some names and I'm going there and freestyle and rap about all the names that's, that's hitting on, that's logging in right now. And the people that tune in, it, it's crazy because it's like they start, people like, yo, yo, little Chi Chi from Arkansas, just shout me out, dog. Like, you know what I mean? And so people, it's, it gives it, you have to interact with the fans. Mm-hmm. You have to interact and give people something to feel like, what separates you from this artist? Like, why, are, why should I go buy this, art, this album? And you have to make some type of connection with fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and the connection now is through the interaction, through, especially through the internet, being able, like the eye chat, and, and being able to talk to someone who's way across the world, and he's seeing what you're doing right now, and you're seeing what he's doing, and it's like, it's the interaction, and that's what we're doing. Like, we're trying to basically establish me and my camp, the rest of the people, a lot of people in here, Mac Maul, who's a, you know, he, he, a guy right there, man, who, a big guy, a big step in, in, in Bay Area music, California music. Um, we're all tied in the same links of, of trying to make things happen. Ray Love as well, and a lot of other people that have something to do with my staff. Of just interacting with the fans, getting out and, and, and spreading the word of showing people, look, man, I'm just like y'all, but I'm an artist, mm-hmm. you know, and, and expect, respect my articulate expressions, and I'll expect your analytical views mm-hmm. and digest those to make more things and try to make things for the better. Right. Very cool. Oh, I'm, I'm currently doing uh, Dance Jam, and that's, that's my, my, my focus. Uh, it's the first step that I, um, I think is a three-part step in the new music industry. And, uh, you know, at Dance Jam right now, it's all about expressing yourself with the dance, I, obviously, you know, you're going to dance, you're going to have music. Uh, the concept was birthed from music. Um, uh, I've made 10 songs uh, all built around dancing in different areas. So for, you know, South when everybody was doing one style of dance and they doing a different dance in New York, crumping in L.A., turf dancing in the yay. So everybody doing a different style of dance. I made a song for each dance and I, and, and, and I said to myself, if, if I were to put this music out and have expectations of a radio station, TV station or, or anybody else uh, trying to expose this to the audience is going to be a tough, a real tough and expensive proposition because marketing costs per single, um, if, you, if your single even catches on, uh, runs about 340000 a record. So you look at those numbers and that's just to test to see if the record huh. is working. Mm. It's, not, it's not to generate revenue. So the idea was to, to build this community around uh, the songs and let the community from uh, each person from each location can then say, hey, I, I turf, so I want to get in the turf contest. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I crump, so I want to get in this contest. I'm in the snap dancing. I, I do the soldier boy, I can get in this contest. And what I did was cut my marketing costs all the way down for the music that uh, Ron Conway and I uh, began to, to put together in the past three years to fit into a model like this. And so Dance Jam is my focus every day, but it, uh, don't be fooled by just seeing the initial dance. It is step one in what I call uh, the new music industry, the new business model to market, promote. I'm launching four, four albums in one day, September 29th, all three new artists and myself and utilizing not only this market, but a whole lot of other platforms that are based here that I think will be very effective in breaking records and also having artists to make money from uh, what we'll call record one and, and focusing on the front end of the tail, not, not forgetting you know, the catalog stuff, but we got that. Everybody is focused on the long tail right now, but the front of the tail uh, is missing in Silicon Valley. We haven't produced one star with billions of dollars, there's not one star that you can say was birthed and sold records from the internet. And, and it's a lot of money here, and there's an answer to that, but I won't give it because that's actual business model. But it's an answer to that. There's an answer. And September 29th, I start working on that. Uh, I didn't know that was Mac Maul over there. He's one of my favorite rappers, one of the best rappers, to, uh, most underrated uh, Rappers ever, so shout out to Mag Maul. I, I, I love Mag Maul. But make no mistake about it. Uh, don't let anybody fool anybody, especially when, when it, with reference to hip hop. Hip hop is far from dead. The music industry is far from dead. The only thing that needs to happen is a, a shift and a refocusing of the of the business model, and for some of these artists to allow their contracts to expire so they can go and get their money. Right. And do you think we're, 
Does it, I mean, do, do any of you guys have plans to do that, to go all digital? Um, I, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that when I, when I walk into a major label meeting, my manager always used to say this, like, everybody kind of be, they, they, they be quiet. They stop talking because <laughs> they know I'm like there trying to study as much information as I can for the big day when I'm by myself. And my manager always said, like, yo, man, if you let people know how smart you are sometimes, they're not going to talk in front of you. You know what I mean? You got to kind of act retarded because <laughs> if you act retarded, you know, if a retarded kid is sitting right there, you say all kind of stuff in front of them. You know what I mean? He's like, but you start talking all smart, then they, everybody shuts up and they won't give you the game. So you got to learn that. But I don't know. Just to be honest, like, honestly, I sit around a lot of people, man. Like, everybody in this room probably had an innovative idea. You know what I'm saying? I think innovation is what makes you stand out from other people. There's so many people that can send out an email blast or, you know, you got to stand out amongst people. If somebody comes with this crazy idea and it just stands out over everybody. And with me, I'm looking at, I'll be around a lot of my friends and my homeboys and I'll be talking like, man, you know what, we need to do this. And I'll be like, man, there you go with that smart stuff again. You know what I mean? But that's why nobody don't got nothing. Because I feel like it's, it's leaders and then it's the sheep, you know what I mean? They just kind of just follow what everybody else does, and I'm the anti that person. Mm. Like, it's cool, I look at all these companies, you know, that's birthing Facebook and MySpace and, you know, <coughs> Ning and just everything, you know what I mean? But I look at it from a different way. And, you know, this is the, the conversation where my manager would be like, oh, man, be quiet, don't tell nobody this. But <laughs> honestly, I don't, I don't, to me, it's, when I look at who owns them, it's never the people that, you know, my boys, there's, ne there's never them, you know what I mean? They're doing all this work when I was talking to Universal Records and they were like, they made me take my, um, my songs off of my MySpace page. And I was like, why? And they were like, because, you know, MySpace is not paying us right now. And I was like, okay. So I took my songs off my MySpace page and then I thought about it. When people want to see Lil Wayne, who's controlled by Universal Records, they go to MySpace. Right. So you own the artist. You have a domain, which is littlewayne.com, that you own, and all the other artists that they're going to, and when they want to find out about that artist, they go to somebody else. Hmm. Like, that's kind of crazy if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Hmm. But the reason why is because they were just smarter, and instead of making just a normal page, a normal page, like, how many websites you go to and you'll never go back again? I think every page should be as, it should be more than that. It should be like, right now, he was talking about how, um, uh, what do you have to do to kind of, you know, he has his friend that sits in front of the computer and kind of talks to people all day. Honestly, the artist could take it further. Like, if we really like Soldier Boy, the reason why he's so uh, good at YouTube is because he, he actually, he, he, he takes it yeah. super far. Like, he goes and he, he puts everything, he, he mm -hmm. goes to the bathroom and brushes his teeth, he puts it on YouTube. He's so active <laughs> that everybody's kind of like drawing to all this stuff and they've been accustomed to seeing him on YouTube so much, and I feel like everybody should be that. Every web page should be like that, like Dance Jam. It has people get on there, and they're doing their dances and all that stuff. It, it's, it's a lot better than somebody just doing a, a simple dance right here and putting one clip up there and keeping it there for two years. You know what I mean? We want to see, nowadays, the person's attention span is not even that long. They don't even, people don't even watch TV as much. They don't right. even listen to radio as much. They go straight to the internet to see what they want to see, so you got to give them a lot of content. Lil Wayne was one of the most successful artists last year. He just put out an album and sold a million records first week. Everybody's scratching their head wondering how. how. Everybody else, they put out a little bit of comment, uh, uh, content. content right content. now, and they'll put out another one in a year, and I'll put out another one in a year. Little Wayne said, okay, people have a need for content, I'm going to feed them so much content that they're going to be sick of me. And he put out a whole bunch of songs, and everybody knows about Little Wayne, and Little Wayne was more successful than everybody. He gets it, a lot of the old people don't. So it's just yeah. a new model now, and I look at stuff yeah. like that, you know, everything like that. No, I think you've got to definitely give more value now that the world... The wall is down. I think that you definitely have to provide value and connect with people organically. Otherwise, it's 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 faceless. So, um, Hammer, um, from what I understand, you're like one of the few like hip hop artists that went through Silicon Valley to launch your your website and your company. And um, much respect on that, by the way. And um, how how was that process for you? And how did you? Um, well, uh, the, the process was. Um, I had to have the substance of the model. I, I have a, a good friend who's one of the most prolific uh, you know, investors in, in, in the history of Silicon Valley, and Ron Conway, who's actually here today, just got back from Europe. Uh, hey, I, I don't even know how he's here today. He got back from Europe probably midnight last night, but 
he went to high school with Tony Perkins, or he went to school and he made it out here. But Ron um, helped to uh, mentor me and give me a lot of information. It's not, it's not a new relationship. We've been you know, friends for eight years. And so uh, I was always one to listen uh, and absorb. And so I wanted to create a business model of substance and at the right time uh, present that model. And uh, you know, when that time came, Ron was one of the first, the first investors uh, in Dance Jam. And then of course we ended up uh, with uh, SoftBank, Rusty Canyon, and uh, also a shout out to my co-founders, uh, Jeffrey Aroni and uh, Anthony Young. And, and, and I always say this, and the whole Dance Jam team, I didn't name Tim last time, so I shout out to Tim and, uh, and Nolan, but um, I was able to, to get it done by having substance. I, um, I have to take my hip hop hat off for a minute because I'm used to selling hype. I know how to sell hype, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, before, the, before it was popular, I sold hype. Hypey mm -hmm. uh, original, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I had to take that off because in the valley, there was a time when hype sold. It was called No Path to Profitability. A lot of people remember that. Just a good idea, right? A lot of good ideas with No Path to Profitability got funded. But um, I had to come with a substance model and then uh, uh, be able to, to surround myself with the right team to get it done. Mm -hmm. right. and, uh, and again, there's just a ton of opportunity right now and, uh, of, of emerging companies that are going to utilize and are utilizing music to, as, the, as the core of their business model. And I'm saying that to say that uh, artists who have ideas, um, I've been talking to some uh, that, that I think fit you know, within the culture. Um, and it, this is a great place to start your business, but you yep. gotta do your homework. Yep. You have, and th there are no more creative minds than hip hop. Hip hop is the most creative art form to me on the planet. You don't find too many uh, other expertise in the arts that understand marketing, promotion, creation, distribution, like you would a hip hop artist. Because we have to do it from the trunk all the way up, even after we sign major record deals. We have to help the majors understand how to market our products. So mm -hmm. you take that same mindset and creativity and empower them with the tools that we have here in the Valley and you're gonna see some creative stuff. And again, some models that can make a lot of money for investors. So mm -hmm. um, that was, that's how um, I, I was able to get it off the ground here in the Valley. Nice. Um, a substance model and good friends and good relationships. That's great, man. Man, I just thought about something, you know, what you were just saying about, you know, uh, a, a creative idea that can make some money for somebody in the Valley. A lot of times, like, just being in this industry, going into major label meetings, like, some people are going to a marketing meeting, and the, the people in the marketing department in the Universal Records or any record company, they'll have, like, a, 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 a paper, and this is a paper that they pull out every time it's time to do an album, and it's, you know, it changes every time. It's, it, you know, there's something creative you can think of that didn't come on that paper. So when somebody else comes in with a dope idea, or a, a good idea, um, <laughs> when somebody else comes in with a good idea, a lot of people will be scared to step outside of that box because they're like, I don't know, that's kind of risky. And those are the people that can't realize the idea that could be really, really good are the people that are not really as in touch with what people like. And what I notice now is that I go to a lot of people and say something that I know somebody else said. And I'm like, man, this could be, this could be really big. And they, they'll be like, I don't know about that. And meanwhile, they'll go mess with something that we're looking like, what the heck would you mess that for? And it doesn't really do us good. And then meanwhile, somebody takes this person's idea and it ends up being the biggest thing ever. Hmm. And I think even with the majors, when you go in there, a lot of times you could tell them stuff and be like, this is, this is gonna be good. And they won't really get it until show they them. see it. Gotta you show them. them. Yeah. Gotta show you know them. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I've been going to a lot of tech conferences in the past couple of weeks. You talk to a lot of people. Some people just talk and they like act like they got something bigger than Google. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you got some people who talk and they, they'll say something that's really, you know, innovative that you think could be big. They might not have the funding or whatever. But for the most part, I think everybody's trying to get to this top point right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has a, you know, a hustle. And everybody's trying to get to this top point. But I think the communication that needs to be had between a lot of hip-hop artists in the tech world is just like, now that the communication is starting, we can kind of figure out how we can help each other because before there was even no communication. I, I could only imagine what you had to go through to push a record, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. nowadays, it's, it, it's, we're here in the same room with y'all and there's so much that we can learn from each other. 
Like, somebody could come up to me right now and tell me something that I didn't know, and I will soak it in because you might have just taught me something that could make me money. We might not do business together, but you might have taught me something that could make me money, and vice versa. I might be able to tell you something that you didn't know about your kids. Like, the other day, I was at a tech conference. <laughs> I was at a tech conference, and I asked everybody, you know, like, hey, I think you were there, and I asked yeah. them, you know, how many of uh, y'all kids listen to hip-hop? And only, like, some of the people in the room raised their hands. I was like... They might not know their kids as well as they think they do because <laughs> everybody's listening to hip hop. You know what I mean? Yep. And just to make you know, end the story real quick, I was on a plane with a guy and I was sitting next to him and he had a cowboy hat on and he's looking at my watch and he's like, "Oh, what are you a rapper?" You know what I mean? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a rapper." And he's like, "Oh, well, my daughter, she doesn't listen to that stuff." You know what I mean? And I was like, "I, I, be, I bet she does." And so he calls her and then he's like, "You heard of this guy, Chameleonaire?" And all I hear is, "Oh my God!" Oh my God! <laughs> And it's kind of like, that just shows you how big the voice of hip-hop is now. And, you know, I've been working on some things that are, that'll launch pretty soon. And my thing is, like, I, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I just want to show people because I feel like some of the ideas and the things that I'm going to launch, I feel like this could be big. But I just want to show people first when they see it, they see it in motion, it'll be like, okay, because it's cool to have YouTube page and a MySpace page, and a, but I just found a way to make everything in one place for me. So... Good. good thing, man. Good. And, and uh, to that point, given that we're sort of bridging the gap between Silicon Valley and the creative community here, what are some of the things that you guys would like to see developed? You know, online tools, whatever it may be. Are there any sort of websites or functionalities on the web that's missing that you guys would like to see? Time travel. <laughs> Come, Come, Come up with soon. that. Uh, nah, um, <laughs> who knows, man? Um, it, you know, there's so many things available to us that we may not even be informed of. Right. You know, um, even a genius asks us questions. And that's a line from the late, great Tupac <laughs> that, you know, that growing up, we soak in because we realize that if you're smart enough to know something, you're smart enough to know that you know not much at all. Mm. And there's always more to learn. And so the, the, the process of being informed is always a great process because it can never be a process that you get tired of. It may be a strenuous process. It may rise a lot of fatigue along that journey, but the strive and the thirst for knowledge and information is always a beautiful quest. Yep. And um, I feel privileged to be able to be so close to the world's most advanced demographics. And what I mean by that is when you go down south, it's like one out of seven homes may have a computer. Mm -hmm. Right here in our backyard, it's like three, three houses, I mean a house, three computers. It's like mama got a computer, my mama got a MySpace. So, you know what I'm saying, and I can't touch, you know what I'm saying, so you know, she got, she got her computer, then you got this, the black sheep of the family who doesn't come out of his room, he has his computer, you know what I mean? And so just, it's just that much more advanced here. And um, I'm privileged to be a part of it, man. And, and I think that with the world at our fingertips, there's, you know, the, the, it's, it's endless. It's endless opportunity, you know what I mean? And I think that it's, it's a great rate. It's, we're, we're in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially being on this panel, we're definitely going in the right, on the right route. So, you know, yeah. Good thing. You know, thank you guys once again for allowing me to even be up here. I um, <laughs> appreciate you, man. Um, I, I like where, where everything is headed. My... Uh, I'm excited most about a lot of video things. Uh, I think that uh, citizen journalism is a huge uh, mm. opportunity um, going forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, you know, being able, there's nine million stories not being told every day. And he who has the business model that begins to capture those stories um, with all these tools that are available right now, I mean, from, you know, from Kite to you name it, Right, so you, you take your 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 N95, Nokia, and you're on the air, live broadcast. We, I can pull it out of my pocket, and we're doing it right now. There's a huge business model there. I mean, uh, one of my biggest peeves is watching the three news stations all day long and watching <laughs> them talk down to us as an audience, as citizens. The way they frame each story is just nonsense. We're watching the opinionated news and. They really talk to us like we don't know any better. They don't know how fast we turn. We get this side of the story. Then we flip and then we get the middle side. And then we turn to the third channel and we get the other side. And all of it is 
is led by opinion when there is an opportunity for us to say what we feel from everything from politics to current events um, in these new business models. So I'm really excited about all things video because it opens up the door for if it's if it's news then you know it's music and music driven news and music in between the news and that's about as much as I want to say about it uh, but there is a, just a huge opportunity to build companies around video right now and it's all all the tools are here you it's it's only limited by your mind and uh you know your business model mm -hmm. good stuff yeah, and that, that's really, he said that about the video because I feel like no matter what, we talk about labels and how artists eventually want to get off labels or whatever, you know, one thing that nobody ever could stop is be able to create, the ability to be able to create content, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you, all, me and you could right now pull out some dice and start rolling dice and film it, and you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And everybody's going to see it, and we can always create something new. They were shooting thought. for 100,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could always create a new thought. And if you look at the presidential campaign now compared to, like, how it used to be, you know, you got, like, so many crazy things happening with the, you know, online and just the Obama campaign. I'm, like, looking at some of the stuff, and it's honestly, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, I'm one of them people, when I get too much information at once, it kind of starts hurting my head. Like, <laughs> let, let me back down a little bit. Like, right. you know, they're taking it, so they got, like, Obama girl, and I'm, like, looking at the news, and they're talking about it, and then I'm going online and looking at what has a whole bunch of hits. Like, you know, now people are doing these viral things where uh, it looks like, anybody seen the Kobe commercial where he jumps over the car? Yep. You know what I mean? Like real low budget kind what, of Yeah, like who who was ever able to do that back in the day? Nobody. <laughs> like I don't know if it was real or not, but I thought it was one of the most genius genius marketing things ever, and I feel like now that was an idea where he thought up where he was like, "You know what? We're going to do this." And I never seen nobody do it, and it was the first time somebody did it. You know, when Twitter came, somebody might have thought it was a dumb idea, but they started an idea and started a concept. And I, I was talking to Eminem the other day, and I had a long conversation with him, and he was talking to me about coming out with a new album and how he was a little bit hesitant. And he was talking about basically how everybody in music kind of is running in a certain direction right now, and he was kind of wondering what he should come back with that, that was new. And I was like, when you first came out with your album, you came out with, you created a thought. Like, right now, they'll be like, man, stop acting like a stand, because Eminem was the first one to create what a stand was. Hey, For man. those of y'all that not... Hey, hey, man, that's our name, man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're standing. <laughs> like, if you didn't know what a stand is, you know, a stand is like, you know, somebody's just like a stalker fan, you know? And he, he, he created this idea and made it in music and put it out, and now he created a thought. And I think that happens every day. And my little niece, I'll listen to her every time she talks because she'll say something, and even though she's so young, it might be so genius, and it might be the first time ever somebody has said this, and that idea could be endless. Yeah. So I think that possibility right now being in a, a world where we could, you know, take somebody's idea and take it to the moon, you know, I, I love being a part of that. I study this every day. I'm looking at Hammer. I was online before I came here <laughs> studying everything that you're doing. I was like, okay, Dance Jam, I'm, I'm going to be following him to make sure I, you know, I stay close to the money, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it's actually genius, you know. I, I never seen nobody do that. So, you know, it's pretty smart. So Thank I think, you know, you. that's where it's headed right now. Excellent, Thank man. You. And um, this is the last question. Thank I know we're running over. I always do this with Tony. But, uh, <laughs> um, so what are sort of your, your, what digital moments are you the most proud of, respectively? Like in terms of digital achievements, whether it's video view counts or ringtone sales or MySpace friend amount or whatever it is. Like what are your proudest digital moments? I'll go first since I don't have a record out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm only sad to say that uh, my proudest moment is actually somebody else's company is, is YouTube um, just and, and I was there when they only had three computers by the way in, uh, on top of the piece of Paula there in San Mateo I went and visit uh, you know when they were setting up but you know uh, when I sit at YouTube and look at the influence of some of the things it takes me like after two hours I get off of YouTube of looking at different imit imitations or emulations of, of, of uh, a hammer dance or, or something else. I, I just think that the spontaneous, the ability to see spontaneous moments and moments that were captured in time. Years ago, I watched James Brown at the Apollo on YouTube. I watched old Michael Jackson videos. I, I watched, you know, it's just so much now. And, and I think there's a great, great, uh, amount of uh, pleasure uh, beyond what we even think. And, and I think it's just that 
That's my, it's not my personal company, but it's the thing I love most about the internet. Somebody else is putting up stuff that we thought was lost. Jewels is what I'm trying to say. Moments and memories that have been lost are found again through this thing called YouTube and, and all of the ancillary companies that have come up around it. So I, right. that's, that, that's why I, I love that. I love yeah. being able to, to recapture moments. I done that's missed a few stuff. shows watching YouTube. <laughs> you, be, you be sitting in front of that computer and you just be like, what? Little boy nine jumps up. What? <laughs> they, they got everything on there. Yeah. Like every, me, and, me and him did, me and Chameleonaire did a song a while ago, close to almost a year ago. And we recently just released the song, excuse me, and um, the song is like, they, people have already made like a video for it on YouTube, and it's crazy, because this is just something that, that me and him did just out of a friendship of just, hey, bro, I got a song you want to get on? Yo, it's good. It's all right, Fab. You know, I'm on tour right now. Send it to me. I'll do it. And now, like, you go to YouTube, Mr. Fab Chameleonaire, and they have like a little video, like footage of things that I've been doing things that he's done, and they've made like a collage. So I would have to agree with Hammer on like the, the YouTube is like the craziest thing. Um, I, I had a song called Ghost Ride It, and uh, like over two million hits is like crazy. And the emulation of that video, like you can go type in Ghost Ride and Granny, and there's like a 70-year-old old lady <laughs> in Texas ghost riding to my song. Right. <laughs> like right now, if you're on a computer right now, go to YouTube or whatever you have it. You're probably and, gonna see something. And go type in Ghost Riding Granny, and it's the funniest thing you've seen. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great. It's crazy. Right. Like, so I, you know, I had to take my hats off to them people, man. Like, for real. Like, that, that, that's so the next level. So the web is helping close the generation gap as well. It's, it's, they closed it. You can go right. find anything you want, whoever you want to find on there. You yeah. want to find Martin Luther King at home. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Got a video of him feeding his daughter. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got him in bed when he had the dream. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. Like, YouTube, YouTube is crazy, man. For real. Why's that Y'all know they was taping him. <laughs> I never heard that one before. That was good. I never heard that one before. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you're a fool, man. I think, um, I don't know, my proudest moment. I'd probably say, man, every day, man, I'm one of them forward-thinking people. You know, some people wake up every day and think for the moment, man. I think for the future. Like, a lot of stuff I do, it don't even be about money. You know what I mean? Like, you can go film a clip right now, and I can be thinking this thought in my head, and I could feel a certain way because, you know, today I woke up in this mood, and I want people to, to, to feel what I'm thinking right now. So I start to explain it and this camera is just filming me, and then when I, I can look at it, before I even put it up there and be like, you know what, nah, let's change that and edit it up again. So then I do it again. Yeah. And then, now I'm looking at this clip, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is how I want people to remember me. It's not about money, it's about later on, down the line, when people go back and look at this clip, they're gonna be Legacy. seeing me speak Legacy. a certain way. Like, yeah. you, somebody hit me the other day, and he sent me this, clip, this, this thing, and it was like a thing of Tupac. You know, Tupac, at that moment when he was speaking, he probably was just speaking whatever was really on his mind, but he said so much stuff to this day that people are still looking at because they can go online and look at a clip and he might have been in a certain mood, feeling a certain way, saying something that touched somebody today. You know what I mean? When, when I went into Universal, the first time I went in there, I felt comfortable saying, you know what, I'm comfortable leaving here without a deal. And they're looking at me like, how could you say that? You know what I mean? Because it was going to be a, a big deal breaker for me if I could not retain my rights when it came to the digital world. Because at that point, I was thinking in the future, like, man, it's, it, you know, at that time, it was like dot coms. It was, then they started getting the dot nets and dot orgs and stuff. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, I just feel like this stuff is going to be really big. And who would have known? What if I would have gave up in that argument? Right, right. Four million, five million, six million ringtones and would have made nothing. Like that was that was that was a crazy moment for me. Like I can think I can think back to that conversation and it's like, wow, at that moment, if I wouldn't have been thinking forward, I would have really been in trouble. You know what I mean? What happens if an album comes out and you only sell hundred copies? You know, when I first came out, 
If you ask a lot of people, they'll tell you, oh, we knew Rotten Dirty was going to be the biggest record ever. But I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, I went to a lot of people and I was playing the record and they were just like skipping past that one. And I was just listening to it like, man, I just think this record's going to be big. But I felt the future, like I feel like people are going to like this record. And then in the future, if you fast forward, when the record became big, everybody's like, oh, I knew that record's going to be big. <laughs> we told you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like... I treat every day like that. I wake up in the morning and I think forward, you know what I mean? I think where this is going, the advancement of just, you know, the digital world. And I look at, you know, web pages and, you know, kids nowadays, they're learning stuff so at a younger age. Like, my little niece, she could do every little dance that Soldier Boy could do. Like, and I'm looking like, how do you learn all that stuff so quick? I remember when I was young, we, we never used to think about stuff like that. I still can't do the hammer. Yeah. To the <laughs> <laughs> You know, we never used to think about stuff like that, and people are just processing stuff at a lot earlier age. So, you know, I wake up every day thinking about stuff like that. There's a lot of people with innovative ideas, innovative companies and stuff, and I really pay attention. You know, we're up here paying attention, and, you know, hopefully we could just be a part of the, the future of this thing because, you know, it seems like everybody's a star nowadays. I bet probably 80% of the people in this room rap, you know what I mean? Even though you don't look like it, you know what I mean? In the shower. American Idol is too big right now, you know? Straight up. Good thing, man. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming, man, because I think that, um, that uh, the Internet represents a lot of empowerment for the urban community, and I hope that you guys keep evangelizing and stay on that forward-thinking sort of frontier. So. Well, thank you for having us, and uh, it's, it's, it's an honor to also be with two of the, of the best artists in the business today. Oh, so, uh, man. Hammer. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on.